Minds Tabletop uh, RPG Podcast. As always, I'm Sloth. Joining me this week is Shira. Hello. Playing Lazarus. Lyra playing yep. Stampede. Hi. Kirby playing Mr. Nobody. Yo. And James playing the Red Wallaby. Good day. So before we get started, does anyone have any announcements to make? Uh, I love you all. I already said this before we started recording, but I wanted to say it now so that it was made. There's a record of it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, I, I have an announcement to make because last month uh, you had said that you wanted more people to uh, talk to us on social media, and I had an idea because people really don't have a way to reach me, so they have to go through you. So I figured I'd say something that would start an argument among nerds, and here it is. There is no way, even with Kryptonite, that Batman could ever beat Superman in a fair fight without making Superman Shut. completely stupid. Whoa, come Shut on. Oh my god, this is going to okay. be a nightmare for me. Well, uh, I stand by it. And... We're, we're going to have to stop the podcast and talk about this for a little bit. He could oh my god. beat it without Kryptonite. So listen, if you would like to tell me I'm wrong, Lyra, where can they tell me that I'm wrong? You can tell Sloth that he's wrong on our Instagram at Whale Sean Connery and at Twitter at Whale Sean Con. They'll be in the description of wherever you're listening to this too. Or you can just go to our YouTube and comment there and start a flame war, I guess. I don't know. I didn't want this. Why did you do this? Makes it worse is that I know you actually believe that. That's what makes it so much worse. So, uh, having said all that, who would like to recap what happened last week, last month? Why do I always say week? We're a monthly podcast. We are a monthly podcast. Every 15th. Hope to see you there. Who would like to recap? Uh, one of us got a mammoth. I got famous. Yeah, we finished the the challenge given by Wisp. Uh, Stampede's mentor. Wisp. Uh, I said Wisp. Oh, I, I thought I heard a T there. My bad. Where would the T go? I, I thought you said Wisp. Oh, Wisp. No, Wisp. Uh, we we finished the Wisp challenge. Oh, sh- <laughs> now I'm thinking about the T. <laughs> You know, these uh, re- little recap segments are not scripted. There's nothing for us to read. So this is just a really good opportunity for the audience to see how stupid we are. Right up. No, nothing we do is scripted. <laughs> At least nothing I do is scripted. Yeah, it's is totally improv. Totally. Well, okay, actually, that's not true. The journal things were, uh, were a script. Totally sloth. Okay. Uh, we finished the thing, and uh, we we realized that the challenge was actually not the challenge we thought it was. We didn't know the parameters, so we actually got an extra gift by figuring out how to lift the immeasurable book. Oh, yeah, and Wallaby betrayed us all and became famous. <laughs> was, that, was that really a betrayal, though? Yeah? I think you guys betrayed me by trying to stop me from achieving my dream. I told you it was a bad idea. I told you. Well, we're here now. 
Oh, also, Sloth, I needed to ask uh, the other solutions to the puzzle. Ah, okay. So, I mean, I had three, possibly four ways you could have beaten the puzzle planned, but I also, because I gave you so many tools, you, in theory, could have found other ways that I didn't think of. But So there's the way you did, having both Hannibal and taking energy from the pylons and various other sources to lower the weight of the book. There was one where you didn't need Hannibal, which is if you... I had mentioned the, the sun uh, that you were orbit, orbiting around. If you had transferred thermal energy from that to the runes, that would have been sufficient to make the book weightless. Uh, but there was also um, hinted at a couple times you were hearing a ripping sound. What was actually triggering that ripping sound was every time you learned some new information, uh, the book got lighter because pages were being torn out of it. I remember you had, you had mentioned that early on, that you thought maybe that was what the solution to the puzzle was, that you carry the book with you just by carrying the knowledge with you, which would, would also have been an acceptable answer. And, of course, you always could have done, you know, just wishing for it, but that would have been bad. Hey, uh, Wallaby, you still have the two other two wishes, right? I wasn't aware of that. I didn't think there were any other wishes. I thought it was just the um, At the very end, the genie kind of, I guess, entered Wallaby's mind dungeon and said, hey, yo, if you ever want to come back, you have two wishes left. And what, what are you going to do with those? I think I'm going to have to wait and see how this one goes before I consider using another. Sounds like a plan. So we also learned about extra effort, and everyone except for Hoshi used extra effort. Hoshi is not here this week. Uh, they are not feeling well. Uh, month. We are a monthly podcast. I can't stop. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyway. Uh, but because you all used extra effort, you are fatigued. And that means you all have half movement speed until you take at least an hour's rest. Oh no, I can only move two miles every six seconds. Yeah. Wait, I have... That sarcastically. Mm -hmm. okay, I don't know. I don't know if it would um, affect this at all, but I have great endurance. Okay. But I think it only works if there's a check to become fatigued. Whereas we're just automatically fatigued through extra effort, right? I will look that up. Okay. Because with great endurance, I have a plus five bonus to avoid becoming fatigued. Ah, so there is no save involved with extra effort. Okay. You just become fatigued, which is, which is why even if you have immunity to fatigued, extra effort will still cause you to become fatigued. I see. All right. So what I thought at first was correct. Just checking. So uh, you can still use extra effort. If you use it again, you will become exhausted. If you use it again after that, you'll become unconscious. Whoa. What was uh, extra effort? What was a mechanic? So extra effort is uh, just the, gives you the ability to push yourself a little further in a couple different ways. Uh, in, in your case, you, everyone used it to increase their strength rating to move the book. You can also use it to get certain re-rolls or uh, 
just increase your chances of succeeding. Fatigue is not a damage condition, right? So I cannot heal it at all, or... I believe there is an extra four heal that allows you to heal fatigue, but without actually purchasing that, no. Okay, gotcha. We're all tired. You know what we all need? Some good old Betty time. I think we just need a nap. Maybe some more milk. So for Don't those who are keep that. trying to learn how to play this game at home, if you have a copy of the uh, Hero's Handbook, you can find the rules for extra effort on page 19. I'm opening that up right now. Anyway. Was... Oh, so go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to make an offhand comment about how I hope that Wallaby doesn't keep the warm milk in his pouch. I mean, you wouldn't be able to stop him. As a reminder, Red Wallaby is a human who was genetically modified to have a pouch. Yeah. Which has pouch slime. It has enough tensile strength to hold a human person. It's very handy. Yes. But he decides with- to keep loose s'mores ingredients in it instead. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> never, you never know when you might need a I hate that this is canon. I really hate this. You is shouldn't like have a... played a game with me. You don't <laughs> want these things to happen. Yeah, that was your first mistake. You know, I, I expect <laughs> this stuff from Kirby, but not from you. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, the Kirby, I've played, uh, I've been a player in Kirby's games before, and he's done body horror stuff before. I've never seen it in one of your games. Well, actually, that's not, that's not true. I've seen, I played in Call of Cthulhu with you, so I guess I should That's very much not true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. The, the fair ball. So, anyways. Last episode, Wallaby was carried away by a crowd of his adoring fans. Everyone else was standing in front of Wisp's run-down Starbucks. What would you like to do? Question. Uh, while he's uh, crowd surfing, can Wallaby take a nap? Because he's technically <laughs> lying down. They're all screaming, Wallaby! 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 No, no. I, uh, under the circumstances, you would, it would be very different to fall asleep. So, yeah. Okay, just wanted to clarify that. I thought it was a very important thing to, to ask. Yeah, I'm just letting myself get carried away by the Goodbye. I think I'm going to turn to the rest of the group and say, well, I'm exhausted. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to head to the zoo for sleep. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you so much for your help today. I hope you get some good sleep. Thanks. If anything... Just contact me through the watch. Okay. Honestly, I feel like a nap myself. Um. Yeah. How how long has it been since we entered, like the the wisp puzzle? Uh, it depends on uh whether or not you were with the first group. Uh, it was about eight hours for Stampede and Hoshi. And however long it took everyone else to get there. Subtract oh. that from eight hours. So you would say, like, 
the time of day is kind of like early evening right now or I would yes okay we were in there a long time it works differently in there it has its own sun do you think that sun was real I don't know. He said that the library was like a projection of everything that's in his mind. So if the sun is in his mind, I don't know what it, it could be. Wisp, that is. I'm sorry. I'm really tired right now. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna head out. Uh, before I go to home to the zoo, uh, I'm just gonna send uh, a Russ a message uh, that says uh, uh, multiverse tomorrow question mark and then I'm gonna head to the zoo so eventually he'll respond once he probably wakes up from his you know third nap of the day uh, uh, he'll have to clear it with uh, the asset I, I, I reply K let me know Mr. Nobody, where are you heading? Uh, can you remind me again, are we, due to our position in Vanguard, are we, like, restricted to just staying at the headquarters? Uh, you were only required to stay there when you were on call, which you are not today. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go back to my apartment, sleep, wake up work out and see about getting some sort of uh, better auditions than a music video. So I believe you're the only person who actually spent points to get their own uh, headquarters, in this case your apartment, so why don't you go ahead and uh, give us a description of what you got there. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so... A real superhero. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, so my apartment is a... I want to say cozy place uh, out in, I want to say somewhere that's like an okay neighborhood, uh, like blocks away on one direction is the quote unquote, like affluent neighborhood. And just like a few blocks away in the other direction are the quote unquote, like bad neighborhoods. Uh, however you want to paint that. Uh, but in any case, like the apartment is small, uh, made cozier by basically second-hand and third-hand uh, furniture that I managed to find, get from friends, get from family, uh, etc. cetera. Um, but uh, through one of my closets uh, is a whole nother life. I am <laughs> um, probably causing this apartment building to have a very high uh, electric bill uh, as uh, on the other side of my walk-in closet is a combat simulator uh, and where I manage the apartment's defense system. Uh, and so rather than going to sleep right away, as tired as I am, uh, I kind of work out my frustration. I think Mr. Nobai has some, uh, some frustration with Wallaby's sudden fame, or at least it seems so sudden to me, like skyrocketing as it were, or maybe I just never knew. Uh, but in any case, uh, I think out of jealousy, um, I just work myself uh, until I am sweating and just end up falling asleep on the combat simulator floor. 
uh, Sloth, I would like to note, I also have headquarters. Oh, you do? Yes, I bought them after I decided that I was staying in the zoo. So I have headquarters level five, which is my laboratory, and it's a whole cave complex. All right, well, why don't you also describe your your little home away from the Vanguard uh, campus then as well? Is it uh, under the zoo? Uh, it's actually uh, right next to the sloth enclosure, because that's where they keep all the good munch. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And it's kind of dug into, like, the rocks. Like, it connects underground, but then it connects, like, the really inside the rocks that they have for the, the mountain lions. And it's just kind of like how you imagine a secret layer to be. But if it was a college kid who was, for the first time, away from his parents... So there's a bed there, it's undone, there's garbage everywhere, there's vials and a whole, like a kind of workshop kind of in the corner, but it's just a mess. Well, sure, I can tell you that for the most part, no one makes their bed unless there's guests coming. That, that doesn't happen. I, Shira, I make my bed every single morning. Okay, well... Well, are you a psychopath? <laughs> you can be honest with me. I'll still love you. Oh, thanks, Lyra. No, I just, I like the meat kind of bed. Okay, uh, Stampede, where are you headed? And also, is there a mammoth following you right now outside? Um, there's a mammoth, but I don't think I'm going outside. I'm So Stampede is actually really interested in figuring out what those runes are about that she and nobody spotted and she's also very worried about introducing a mammoth to uh the 21st century because she like she doesn't know how mammoths behave when they see cars and skyscrapers and bright lights and electricity and things so she actually wants to just spend the night at the library um, and have a sleep there just because she's tired and she doesn't know what to do right now except for I don't know yeah just sleep so she wants to sleep over at the library I think she's gonna I don't know call home and hope that her grandfather picks up and tells him that um, you know keep an eye on the the little one I'm sleeping over at a library I'll be home soon okay what are you making a bed out of in the library um I'm, I don't need to have a bed I have a mammoth it's a giant woolly mammoth yeah okay and then lastly let's go to the wall for a moment uh Wallaby. yes um I think eventually the crowd will take you to uh, a, a more open space. A lot of people are asking for your autograph and about a million questions just come at you every uh, 30 seconds. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just try to like calm people down and wave them away and be like, uh, thanks everyone, but uh, I, I got to get back uh, 
get some sleep, you know. Been busy today. Good to see you. Eventually you're saved in this crowd by a limousine slowly driving through as the crowd begins to part. Uh, a driver pops out you know, with a black suit and a hat with a little uh, sign that says Red Walden. Where am I going? I have a limo now. Eh? Uh, yeah, here he goes and immediately gets without without caution. I love this group. I love you. you are way too trusting. <laughs> I'm just okay. At the risk of being that guy, I'm just playing my character. He's an idiot. I love it. As long as as long as you're not being a, a, a that guy who ruins someone else's fun, I don't care. Yeah. Get in that limousine. Do your thing. Your best life. So, Mr. Nobody. Yes. About, about halfway through the night, you hear a pounding on what you think is one of your uh, apartment windows. You're still, uh, you wake up where you had left off in the, the, the hidden room in your apartment. What do you do? I think I peel myself off the floor and I, I wait a moment to see if there's any more banging and as, assuming that there is more to follow, I creep out uh, from my secret room uh, through the walk-in closet um, and begin to creep about my apartment trying to figure out which window exactly uh, as if I'm the one breaking into the apartment. Uh, just to get a good look of who's at my window. Okay, so you find uh, the person banging on your window. What what floor are you on, by the way? Uh, I think I would probably be like the third floor. Okay, so then you're very confused to see uh, someone's head pop up into your window. Not the fire escape window, mind you, but just one of the windows that they shouldn't be able to. It's a woman. She's wearing a helmet and sunglasses. She's asking you to... She's making a motion for you to open up the window. I I, I think I jump and reflexively because I think at this point I might have removed my domino mask which I have yet to take off I, I think during this entire podcast but I think reflexively my reaction is to like cover my eyes but also like try to look through my fingers uh, and fumble about in the dark uh, while I scurry over. Do, do I recognize this woman at all? You have never seen this woman before in your life, as far as you know. Does she look like she's maybe a part of Vanguard L? She's not wearing any insignia that would indicate that she's part of Vanguard. Okay. Uh, I think my reaction is to uh, pretend like I'm stumbling over myself uh, when really I'm just grabbing a baton that's been taped to the underside of a nearby table, uh, but generally uh, scurry over to the window to open it for her with the baton like behind my back out of her sight, uh, just in case. So as you uh, approach closer to the window, you notice she is sitting down in what appears to be some kind of cockpit, but strangely, you cannot see the rest of whatever vehicle it is that she's flying. It appears to be transparent. You're just looking through the space around where, where some type of vehicle should be, although it's kind of warped. 
in such a way that you can sort of maybe make out the angle at which the material that's showing you the, the, the image of what should be behind it is. You follow what I say? She tosses a similar helmet to you that, to the one she's wearing and says, Oi! Get in, nerd! Hero time! Uh... Oh, oh, okay. Um, I put on the helmet, and I very like I, I test the waters uh, by putting sticking my foot out to see like where exactly I should be sitting in this uh, supposedly invisible plane, and I I tell them this this can't be practical, right? Is it like invisible all the time? I I don't understand. Well, what's what's going on? Who who are you? Name's Jet Jones. And I'm your new best friend. So she flicks the switch, and the uh, once you find your seat, the the cockpit closes, uh, and then the plane moves sideways and then upwards. So have you ever seen a vertical vertical takeoff craft? Yes. It's like that. Okay. Only with a bit more mobility. Uh, so uh, you're Mr. Nobody, right? Yeah, um, I, I am. So I checked your file. It says in your power profile that you are immune to radiation damage, as well as you have physiology that uh, heals quickly, correct? As you begin to climb, climb higher and higher and higher above the city. Yeah, what, um, I could do other things too, uh, not just my abilities. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm interested in, in you. Uh, uh, you don't happen to have the ability to, I don't know, navigate really accurately or always know where you are, do you? Um, well, I once walked the opposite way for five miles, and that was with Google Maps. Uh, so, no. Okay, perfect. Uh, fasten your seatbelt. I apologize for this in advance, but you are probably going to get sick. And with a jolt, you start moving forward, and she starts spinning the plane in a really wild and probably, uh, if you could actually see this plane from the outside, show-offy manner. And she does this for about five minutes until uh, you're beyond the city, and you really, well, if you want, you can try and figure out what direction you're headed, but it seems that her goal was to prevent you from doing that, and I would like you to roll forward to the second place. Okay, I'm rolling now, but point of clarity, now that I'm, like, seated in there, is this still, is, like, the whole thing still invisible, like, even the interior? No, from your perspective, you can see everything in the cockpit. Uh, it's the exterior that was doing that. Roger. Okay, so my total is 14. Okay, you feel extremely nauseous after all that, but you do manage to not puke. So that's a plus. So she says to you, have you ever heard of a clandestine organization within Vanguard? It's gone rogue and sort of operates without the government's knowledge to fight America's enemies and more, more importantly, Vanguard's enemies. Uh, no. Good, but... because it does not exist. But, assuming for a moment that it did exist... How would you feel about that? Uh, I, I guess it depends on what's what's on their pamphlet and agenda. I, I don't know. I, I'm not even sure how I feel about Vanguard in general, to be honest. 
well, that's too bad. But unfortunately, I really don't have a choice. I need your help, and there is something in the time limit. So I'm going to have to ask you uh, to not tell anybody what you see tonight. But I'll put in a good word for you with the, uh, the higher-ups if you, if, you, if you do right by us. How about that? Uh, I think Mr. Nobi tries to look out a window if there is one available. There is. Uh, gives it, okay, yeah, he gives it a, a couple beats and then says, if it means I'll get paid faster, then yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm gamed. I, I wish I wasn't half naked for this, but yeah. Yeah, it's not important. We got close where we're going. And you fly off into the night. Let's jump back to Wallaby now. Wallaby, you're taken to a very familiar location. You're back at the Vanguard campus. Okay. But uh, they did st- I notice like who was driving the limousine? Was it just some random dude? You don't know this person, but they drive you into a parking garage, and they tell you, uh, to just go to the top floor. They're waiting for you. There's an elevator on the north side of the garage. Uh, okay, thank you. I tip him like a couple bucks and then go into the elevator and go up. Well, given that you still have limited money, I'm going to have to ask, how much do you tip? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like a fiver. Okay, just make sure sheet. Uh, sorry, you cut out there. Just make sure to mark that on your sheet. Okay. Uh, how much money do I have? Everyone exactly. started with a hundred dollars. Okay. How, uh, most people haven't spent much. Have I just been like getting food at the Vanguard cafeteria? It is free at the cafeteria, yes. Okay, cool. So taking the elevator. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I think I've been spending money on Sue tickets. How much should I mark off? Um, if you've actually been spending money to get into the zoo every day instead of breaking in, which is what I assumed you were doing, uh, you are broke at this point. But I do have a wealth point. Oh. If you have a point in wealth, then don't worry about it. Okay. Then I won't. What is that supposed to look like? Like a giant sloth walks up to a, a booth and like, oh, one ticket, please. Listen, this world is weird, Lyra. <laughs> People, I mean, it's not common to see a giant hairy person walking around in, without pants, but it happens. Yeah, and then like, what do they do when he just climbs into the sloth enclosure? Are they chill with that? That's fine. Are you going to tell Sloth not to go into the Sloth enclosure? No, no, but I'm just saying that, like, doesn't anybody give you any looks? Or is that, is that, do, do just, at this zoo, do Sloths just have the run of the, just the run of the Sloth? Like, they can, they can leave whenever they want? Look, he's a Sloth going into the enclosure. If he was going out of the enclosure, someone might say something, but he's... You go out of the enclosure all the time. Okay, this this is uh, going nowhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wallaby. Yes. Taking the elevator up to the top floor, you arrive on a penthouse. It's huge. There's another fountain very similar to the one uh, down the campus grounds of uh, para- uh, sorry, Paradigm again. 
and you are greeted by a buddy uh, who offers to take your coat, although I don't think you actually have one. Uh, no, I don't wear a coat. Uh, thanks, mate. Uh, Welcome, Mr. Walby. Can I get you a drink? Uh, yeah, sure. Buddy. What would you like? I like uh, a bit of vodka, a bit of cranberry. Right away. Thanks. Coming down the stairs in the large foyer, which is unnecessarily in a penthouse apartment, but Paradigm is just that kind of guy, a a well-dressed man with sort of grayish, dead-looking skin, uh, no hair, but beneath the skin there's kind of little bits of glowing tissue, like not quite bioluminescent, almost mechanical. It says, Red Wallaby. I've been waiting a long time to meet you. He, he walks right up and offers his hand. Uh, you have? I sure have. And he grabs your hand, and he's one of those handshakers. Oh, these people are the worst. He puts his other hand on top of your hand as he shakes it. <laughs> uh, I'll shake back. And Wallaby says, because, I, 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 I don't know, I, I, I gotta be honest, uh, I've been a working a job most of the day I, I, I don't really know uh, why I'm so famous don't be so modest it's hard work I'm certain of that fame doesn't no, just no, come I mean, out of literally uh, I think uh, one of my streams like blew up or something perfect you know showing up is half the battle okay uh, well w w what would you like of me it's not common for someone at your level in the organization to reach this level of fame, and clearly it's deserved. I want to talk about your future. Okay, uh, you don't have to patronize me. <laughs> uh, this guy, I love him. Uh, uh, the buddy brings you a drink, your vodka cranberry. Thanks. Well, fine, I'll give it to you straight then. I'd like to fast track your career in exchange, I need you to do something for me. What's that? There's certain political realities of what we do here. A lot of people don't like the Vanguard, don't like that we, what exactly that we do. People are not comfortable with us being the police, but working outside the government's control. And I need you to help me help them understand why we're so needed. You want me to be like the spokesperson? Spokesperson? Maybe. Mascot would be a better word. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that'd be a better fit, to be honest. So, in the coming days, lobbyists that work for us, they're going to try and pass a, a few new bills through Congress. I need you, when I call you, to voice support for them. Don't worry about what they say. That's that's lawyers speak. That's not important to what you do. do. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. I can I can probably do that. Okay, then we have an understanding. So tell you what, I've already had this prepared. Uh, he buddy uh, brings him a little. Uh, 
And then he tries computer and he puts a thumb for it on it and says, Congratulations! You just received your first promotion. Oh my god. Plenty more to come, I'm sure. Thank you. Um, just out of, uh, you know, curiosity, I'm not going to look them up or anything, but just wondering if someone asks, uh, what, what are the, the names of the bills? don't believe they have a particular name yet, but I'm sure it'll evolve the, the word Militarization Act, something like that. Okay. Thanks. I'll call you. I'll let you know. Oh, and uh, I'm sure that this promotion in rank is going to come with a promotion in pay? <laughs> of course. Of course. Great, because uh, uh, I, I got about $95 to my name right My goodness, that, that simply won't do. Tell you what. I'm going to write you a check right now. This should get you to the end of the week. <laughs> and he just wrote you a check for ten grand. Jesus Christ, okay. What this is actually going to look like is once everyone gets a promotion to V1, which you just had, congratulations, you're our first V1, uh, I'm going hey. to give you points for gear that you can spend with the Quartermaster or you can spend on other stuff if you want. We'll work that out outside the session. Uh, Here you go, here's $10,000. Enjoy. I have to ask Sloth, mm -hmm. uh, which buddy is this? Which buddy is this? I don't know. No one looked. Or asked. I'm asking now. You're not here. Uh, sorry. It's okay. Alright, well, I'm sure you're a very busy guy. Gotta manage that image, so tell you what. Uh, I, I gotta go to sleep is what I gotta do right now. Uh, thanks, sir. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you again soon. Alright, buddy, we'll show you out. Thank you very much. Is that buddy acting weird? He didn't seem to be acting weird. Hey. You know, Paradigm's the guy who invented the buddies. It's not weird that he has a buddy here. I know. I'm just, I'm keeping an eye out for buddy six. You know? We did a number on him. I don't believe there is a buddy six. Nope, no buddy six. What do you mean? I'm sure that buddy is fine. He makes a really good vodka cranberry, so he can be that. Mr. Nobody. Yes. So after a few hours of flying, you land what appears to be in the middle of uh, nowhere, in the wilderness. Uh, but there is a crater in the trees and a lot of vehicles parked around it. And there's, uh, they're managing a perimeter. It says, all right, everyone, I found him, coming down. So, on the way here, she explained, uh, so, there is what they believe to be an alien craft that crashed in the continental United States yesterday. However, the radiation levels are far too high for humans to enter, even with shielding. It's just too dangerous. So they sent a drone in. 
And the drone discovered quite a bit, took quite a few samples. Unfortunately, while it's in there, it was heavily damaged by some hostile fauna within. Simple mission, all you gotta do, go in there, recover the drone, or at least what's left of the drone, come out, and then never talk about this ever again. Sounds simple, right? I... I guess, but... Couldn't folks with hazmat suits have done this? We tried. It did not work. Great. Um, you know, so, I kind of want to ask. I, I feel like I should ask. Sure. Uh, I'm not going to ask what happened. I can tell you. So, yeah, that hostile fauna I mentioned. So, yeah, the, the suits were working okay for a while. Uh, and they melted the suits. You know, I don't think I'm that resistant to radiation oh, uh no, 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 no. that the, the radiation wasn't uh wasn't what resisted uh, sorry what melted the suits which is why we also need someone with rapidly healing physiology you're kind of you were made for this job really ah oh, this is gonna hurt okay okay uh i'm going i'm going in alone right yes and fantastic. Um, I know you say you had you had clothes, right? Um, any sort of body armor, perchance, or do you think that would help? Probably not. To be honest, I, I think it would slow me down. But um, physically, anyways, I, I, I don't think it will help. Mentally, it would be nice to have a security blanket, I, I suppose. Best I can do is a bulletproof vest. And a hazmat suit, which will melt away very quickly. Okay, n never mind. I'm, I'm just going to go in, I guess. Um, Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I guess Mr. Nobody begins to approach the crater. Okay, so take this with you. We'll be able to communicate with you. Uh, uh, it's a little headset. Try not to have it get destroyed. Don't worry about it if you do. Time is a factor here because these things are eating up the uh, the inside of the ship. Great. So the opening we made is on the top of the spiral. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll just I'll just tiptoe in there, Miss um, Nobody. Try. I think like the first thing Mr. Nobody would try to check is if there's any of those creatures like on the exterior portion of the ship. So the ship, by all outward appearances, looks like a giant boulder. Uh, it's only when you approach closely that you can see that there's a structure built within inside this uh, this rock. It's almost like it was just constructed most or uh, out of an asteroid that was hollowed out. You don't see anything moving on it though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I am flat out going to half run, half crouch, and just try to be as stealthy as I can on my approach. Okay. 
Oh, I should also mention, uh, everyone, because you all took the sleep, you now are, have lost fatigue. I'm gonna still sleep in a few more hours. Okay. So, climbing up this boulder, uh, when you get to the final ship part, it, it looks, the, I guess, why they called it a spiral, it kind of looks like a metallic ice cream cone, the actual interior part that is clearly not a natural formation, wrapped around a long, thin pole at the end, which you probably guess is some kind of propulsion system, because it looks similar to our current engines and how, they, how they're shaped, which is where they dug in the entry. Inside, however, is a bit of a different story. Uh, the, the interior of the ship, first off, it absolutely reeks. Uh, the most ungodly smell, almost like rotten flesh. Has Mr. Nobody ever had occasion to smell rotten flesh? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, if he did, it would say, you would smell like this. Uh, and climbing down this spiral, you can see a couple of these long tube-like creatures, about two, maybe three feet, and they're moving around like inchworms. In, on, in, on the interior. Uh, how quick do they appear to be moving? Uh, they would probably be able to move about uh, for each they they, uh, they scrunch up their bodies into like a, an upside down U and then they flatten it out again to, uh, to move that whole motion. They can move about a foot and not very fast. Okay. And the... Uh, you said it was a probe that is currently stuck in there? It is a drone. A drone? Um, and my job is to retrieve it, right? Yes. Uh, I'm going to just try to sneak by these uh, worm-type things. For the moment, they're ignoring you. Uh, you can see a lot of them. They're actually... Hey, Every couple minutes as you uh, you observe them, they will vomit out a bit, and the things they vomit on will start to fizzle and melt, and then they drink that up, and then they move on. And for the moment, they seem to be more interested in the rest of the ship, and not so interested in you. Okay, perfect. Uh, I find a nice little hole or hatch or entryway and uh, climb inside the ship. Okay. Because of the way the ship crashed, it's sort of like walking down a long spiral staircase. Viewing the structures within, um, you see that there is connective tissue attaching certain pieces of the ship to what you assume is the ship's pilot, which is a smaller but similarly shaped to the spiral creature within. And it's breathing in and out very slowly. You would guess this is probably the rear end. I use my baton to do what any sensible person would do and poke one of those connections. Uh, 
Uh, could you do a dodge roll for me? <laughs> uh, that is a whopping 17. Okay, 17 is it's enough. It The entire area of this long, giant worm creature within kind of shifts as you... Almost like a muscle spasm, kind of twerking about where, where you had just touched it. And structures nearby that are kind of like little domes with black circles in the middle uh, turn to point at you as you do that are on the wall. Okay. I, I just try to go about my business as best as I can. I'm now on like high alert. I'm going to start looking for this drone more carefully. So, let me ask you this. Is Mr. Nobody afraid right now, would you say? I think for him, it's... I would say yes. I, I wouldn't say, like, scared <laughs> I Oh, sorry. Ooh, bloopers. Uh... I wouldn't say uh, overly scared. I think for him, since his day job is working as like a stuntman, um, he's just kind of imagining this as like a role in a film where he has to take some hits. And the fear really comes like after, like in hindsight, like a, oh my God, I could have died type fear. Um, but right now it's pretty professional uh, with like a bit of fear bubbling in his chest. So, have we, or have you ever explained to the audience the, the origin of your superpowers? I mean, I know I, I have not. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it secret unless you want to announce it or talk, uh, explain it in character, but I will say that beneath that fear, there's an even stronger feeling of fear, but it doesn't feel like it's coming from you. It feels like it's coming from somewhere else outside of your mind. Like, like there's another thought independent of you but you can feel it the sa all the same okay I, I think this is definitely going to like cut my stride in half as I try to register this foreign feeling okay so as you approach deeper and deeper inside the large worm-like creature uh, on the interior, you, you notice other structures on, on the body, apart from the connective tissue and apart from the actual, the long tube body uh, that's in the spiral. You notice it has sort of tentacle-like appendages as well as a couple uh, more firm bending appendages sticking out of it further down the body. Eventually you get about what you would estimate is close to two-thirds of the way down. I would like you to roll perception for me. That is 13. You can hear a beeping noise. Uh, Jet Joan will call in and says, have you found it yet? Uh... Not yet. I can hear some sort of beeping in here, and there's a bunch of weird stuff in here. Uh, 
What what's it look like? Is it still active or anything? It's, maybe it's making the noise. Uh, tell you what, I will I will have the the boys try and ping it. Okay, roll me another perception. Sixteen. Okay, yes, you definitely hear a the exact same pinging noise. Uh, it says, do you want us to keep doing that? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there's any sort of security here, so just ping away. I, I'll just try to follow it by sound. All right. So, you you have you hear yourself, or sorry, you hear the ping deeper and deeper within. As it continues to ping, though, the, the body starts to shift a bit more. If you, you can see the, the tentacle arms trying to swing around. They're, they're wiping along the walls and the floors uh, like they're trying to search for something. And I would like you to roll another dodge roll, please. Nine. Mm. Okay, at a nine, one of them is going to attempt to grapple you uh, when it whacks against you. Okay. I'm going to say no you, and then try to grapple it. Okay. <laughs> Una rever reverse card. Let's look up the rules for grappling. Okay, I have chokehold. I forgot how that specifically helps me. So I have a manage called chokehold. Chokehold will allow you to suffocate someone while while they're in your while they're grappled by you. Hey okay. yo, chokehold gang! I have that too. Ha hashtag chokehold. <laughs> okay. Uh, is is chokehold like the type of singing you do on a mountaintop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kirby, please make an attack check. Okay. I will. Uh, 19. Uh, which I, I... When you say attack check, are you talking about, like, any of my close combat? That makes sense In this, for this? case, I believe it will be your unarmed, because you, you were using uh, your hands. Okay. So I have improved crits unarmed. With the 19, does that mean I crit, or...? Yes, but now I have to look and see if you can actually crit on grab attacks. So everyone go back to saying weird stuff to Lyra. So in the context of grab attacks, a critical hit just means you automatically succeed. So you have now grabbed this tentacle. Okay. I begin applying the chokehold and hope that actually works on this alien creature. Given that you are chokeholding a tentacle... What I'm actually going to say is happening is you're cutting off circulation to it, the, this particular appendage. So let's do an opposed strength check now to see if you can hold on to the arm long enough to uh, make it fall asleep. 19. Okay, yes, you managed to cut off the circulation to this arm. I'll say just for, uh, it, it goes limp for a while and starts twitching for a bit but then just kind of stops moving. 
Okay. Is the beeping still going on? It is. And uh, after after about five minutes, you go deeper and deeper and deeper. You do find the source of a a, a uh, drone who's uh, I don't know what you call those, but the, the the helicopter blades that propel it have been melted off. But it does still appear to be mostly intact. Other than that. Okay. I will grab it and then uh, hold on to it very dearly as I try to race out. Okay. So, if you're running out, I'm going to need you eventually the, uh, the little inchworms will start to take notice of you. One of them is going to try and spin. So I'm going to roll an attack roll. Alright, I'm gonna spit back. I mean, you can't, that's not gonna do You don't have acid spit, so. I can still do Why it. Why do you keep trying to reverse all their attacks? I mean, Honestly, it, it worked once. It did. Oh, wait. That it's, is your power. It's, it's to switch symbol. places. It's a symbol of disrespect, is what it is. Yeah. I dig it. Like, it's your a power. power. Move. Your okay. power is just the Uno reverse card. <laughs> <laughs> that that definitely did not hit, so don't worry about that. Um, running your way out, uh, you're going to hear a uh, message from Jet Jelm. Says, "Hey, uh, hmm. You ever have you ever play those Would You Rather games?" No, and I would. Rather not play one right now. Well, Why? well okay, up? this is maybe the less hypothetical, but here it is. Would you rather fight an army of Canadian cyborgs or vampires who are from Europe? Vampires have so many weaknesses. I, I would have to say vampires. Okay, good, because uh, we are under attack on two fronts, and uh, I'm going to leave one to you. Be right back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Kirby, I would like to point out that that was uh, faulty logic, because while they're vampires, they are European. And shit. I fucked up. I should have gone with the Canadians. They would have been pushovers. Yeah. Sorry, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. No, I, I'm self-aware. I know I say sorry too much. I, I I did some stuff to Canada in this setting just to make it more interesting. What do you mean? Do you not think Canada is already interesting enough? I mean, they have Letter Kenny and Kim's Convenience, so. Don't forget Shit's Creek. But, oh yeah, I forgot about Shit's Creek. I love Letter Kenny. But are they a technocracy with Blade Runner style cities? Dominating the landscape. You're yeah. amazing, Cloth. Pretty sure that's just Toronto, right? <laughs> okay, so as you reach the surface, uh, you see everyone on the ground kind of struggling. Uh, they're uh, forming. Uh, the, the people in the defensive perimeter are just ducking behind cars, setting up their firearms. Uh, above in the sky, you see a bunch of carrying uh, helicopters that are, are approaching rapidly. But 
then you see uh, a beam of light stream across the sky and take out two of them. And uh, over your headset, you hear Jet, uh, Jet Jones scream, Yahoo! <laughs> two for one! <laughs> okay, All right. so just to be clear, the helicopter troop carrier things are not on our side, right? Nope! It's those. It's, that's Canada. So, uh, unfortunately for you, as this is happening, you see a bunch of black mist approaching uh, from the east uh, around you, and several of them will begin to form into humanoid-shaped bodies around you on top of the asteroid. What would you like to do? Uh, I want to, uh, am I still, like, in the ship you at this are, point? You uh, are at the entrance that you were at, um, uh, when you first came in. Are there any inchworms nearby? There are. These things have been, like, every couple of feet you're gonna see a couple of these. They are all over the ship. Okay. Um, I think what I want to do... And I'm not sure if we're in, like, combat action rounds or not, but I believe I can do this if I trade my action for an extra movement, um, is basically move over to one of the inchworms, uh, preferably where there's a gaggle of them, uh, and then uh, use my second uh, movement to then switch spots with one of the humanoids that just formed. I will allow that, so let me have them roll a save. And now I have to ask the question that, you know, always comes up when vampires are involved. Are vampires immune to radiation? I suspect not. But I'll hear arguments to the contrary. I mean, I, I will happily welcome it in this situation. Okay, so let's roll for that. Roll for what? I am rolling both to see uh, what's what's the difficulty of the four to check to resist your power. And seventeen. It's a DC seventeen. Oh, just barely. So, one of the three vampires around you has uh, had his place switched with you, and now he is inside the structure, and now he has to save against the radiation, which didn't bother you, but might bother him. Oh yeah. So, I had, in a previous episode, explained minions. These characters are minions as well. Uh, and when a minion fails to save, they take the worst possible effect. In this case, the vampire, well-dressed, kind of got a cravat and slick, oily hair. Real jerk. Um, he starts to scream as his skin just evaporates, and then shortly after that, uh, he just flumps into a pile of dust. I would like you to roll initiative now. Okay. Uh, 17. Boy, that hair just... You go first again, so there are, there are two remaining vampires... 
Uh, one of them will say, wait, surrender, we'll let you live. What do you do? Say, no you, surrender, and I'll let you live. No, they'd kill us if we did that. Well, my side doesn't kill people like that. Presumably, I don't know, I've only been working with Vanguard for like, what, a week now? Uh, but I would get fired. And I that's basically killing me in this economy. Alright, so would you like to make an attack on one of them? Yeah, actually, um, so was I correct? Like, I can, uh, I'm trying to skim through this. I can change, uh, I can switch my, like, attack action just to have an extra movement action? You may, yes. Okay. Could I just sprint, would I have enough movement to sprint away back toward the radioactive ship and then switch spots with one of them again? Yes, and I will also say, because it, I, this is not technically attack, but because you have the takedown ability and they are minions and you're using this movement ability as an attack, do you remember what the takedown ability does? Uh, no. So, takedown. When you uh, defeat a minion with an attack, or I'm ruling that this is going to count as an attack, uh, you get to make another standard action in that turn. So if you successfully do this, uh, then you'll get to act again. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Of course, I'll successfully do this. Uh, but you have to do all the rolling, I think, right? I do. Perfect. Okay, so yeah. You have now forced the vampire, the, the, the second vampire. This guy's a robed guy. You know the ones. Big, giant, <laughs> giant collar, gold medallion around his chest, no shirt underneath the robe, uh, long... Still also greasy hair. Oh, nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Another, uh, another vampire succumbs. This one, I'm going to say, uh, tries to crawl out, but uh, his legs dissolve, and then the worms swarm him and spray him as well. And because this is a minion, you get another action now because of takedown. Okay. I am going to attack with my batons uh, against this other minion. Yeah, roll an attack. Now, also for minion, you will automatically hit. We roll to see whether or not you crit. Uh, I, well, I rolled a nat one. I don't know if that matters, but it's a total of seven. Actually, I believe that's the one instance where you might miss a minion. Okay. Okay, so the vampire will respond in turn. Uh, he's going to grow out claws, and he is going to swipe at your face. Does a 15 hit? Uh, that's against my parry, right? Plus yeah. 10? Yes, 10 plus your parry. Uh, 15 does not hit. Okay, so you use your uh, Eskrima, is what they're called, yes? Yeah, uh, Eskrima is the martial arts style, and I'm using batons specifically with it. Okay, so you knock his hands away easily with your batons, he swipes again, you uh, knock it uh, using his own momentum to make him miss. What would you like to do? I think follow up that momentum. Can I... 
just kind of shove him into the crater and just bully him toward the uh, ship there. All right, well, go ahead and make a grab attack, which he will try and resist with a strength check. Okay. Uh, that is a total of, sorry, math is hard, 23 total. <laughs> Nat one, which, you know what, I will say again, because minions take the worst possible outcome, I'm not even going to bother with the uh, his, his attempt to resist you moving him. Yes. You, uh, how do you grab this vampire and toss him into the hole? Uh, I think I do a... Uh, I, I squat down doing a leg sweep, uh, and while he is up in the air, uh, I then uh, roll forward into a combat roll, uh, and then just like spring up, uh, kind of, I guess, jackknifing, uh, and uh, just kick him uh, across into the crater, and the momentum perhaps just carries him down. All right, let's roll for radiation resistance. They've been doing so well so far, I'm sure this will go great. Nope. Perfect, yeah. It's just, I mean, I, I realize they're minions and they're supposed to be pathetic, but wow, it's a, the, these guys just are rolling horribly. So, yes, Mr. Nobody, you easily uh, take out three vamps without a scratch on you. Congratulations. No, no, copyright. No, it worked. No, no, we have to put that in. Yes, you could call this their mistake. I get it. I got it too, but I was disappointed. No, that 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 I got it was actually in universe. Oh, who said I got it, Jen Joan? Uh, no, she's in her plane blowing up Canadians. Uh, it's the victims. Uh, Indians? No, no, they're all dead. This, these are some of the people holding their perimeter. Okay. So, uh, the fight is over. Uh, Jet Joan returns. Uh, do you offer her the drone? Do you let them know that you, found, that you recovered it? Uh, I will hand over the drone and ask what the hell was all that about why are canadians teaming up with europeans and why J just why ah they are not teaming up um you know it's sort of one of those things where if they had, if one of them had wiped us out then they would have wiped each other out um we are really close to the canadian border i didn't say that and you uh, i will deny it if you say that um and uh, neither of these three groups really want the other to get an advantage over the other. So uh, having access to alien technology, it's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? I, I guess. Wait. All right. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. The, the point being is, listen, it's worth starting a war to prevent your enemies from getting what hopefully is recorded on that drone. We had to act quickly because those things are eating the ship apart and uh, what we might have learned from this drone might be erased in about a half an hour. Who knows? But great job. 
You look pretty good. Thanks, I, I guess. So, um, you mind putting this bag over your head so I can take you home? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So, a few hours flight, uh, Jet Joan takes you back. Drops you off at your apartment. So, uh, do you say anything on the way back? Any more questions? I guess I ask her about all these hypotheticals regarding a secret organization within Vanguard, and I ask directly and candidly like where she falls in on all that, and yeah, I just kind of ask those broken questions. Okay, well, the political reality is this. Vampires have taken over Europe. You know, you went to school, you know this. Uh, they attempted to take over Canada. They didn't get uh, too far in before the technocracy rose to power and overthrew the Canadian government. Uh, neither of them is particularly friendly with us. But we can't, uh, but Vanguard can't attack them directly without starting a war. And that's where I come in. I can fight these little clandestine things, these little skirmishes that never happened because I don't exist and neither does my part of the organization. Gotcha? Wink, wink. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Uh, like a Shadow War, like uh, like that movie from two years ago. Shadow War, uh, Last Redemption. Oh, terrible movie. But yes, kind of like that. And Mr. Nobody thinks back to the several posters he has for that movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely terrible. Yeah, you're right. Um, say, is, is there any pay doing this kind of work, or...? I mean, beyond your normal pay? Not really. Tell you what, I can give you some hush money if it'll help. Uh, Mr. Nobody thinks about the fact that he's like a month behind on rent and literally only has like a hundred dollars in his pocket and he says yes all right then and then she's gonna hand you a purse i i, I checked the purse well there's about three hundred dollars american in her wallet but there's also a bunch of other denominations and a bunch of fake ids and some wigs. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the $300, but also I'm not going to take any of the IDs. I assume she wants her purse back, uh, but I do want to just take a glimpse at like a couple of the IDs if they are so readily available to see. Okay, well, none of them have the name Joan or Jet. Most of them have different hair colors, wildly different makeup. Okay. Uh, well, I pocket the 300, give her back her purse, and I guess I just hush up for the next couple hours on our flight. Okay. Well, let's all take a break now, and we'll come back and follow up with our other players. Yeah, okay. And we're back. 
So, we've seen where Mr. Nobody went. We also saw a bit of what Waldy's been up to. Stampede. Okay, so Stampede, what have you been up to? So, while I wasn't asleep, what I've been doing is I've been giving Hannibal a crash course on the 21st century by pretty much... Um, I think what she's doing is she's asking the microfiche to, you know, show all the images of these things that she's talking about. It's very much like that scene from Wally where the captain is like learning about what life on Earth was like. So she's pretty much showing Hannibal people and that they won't stab him anymore and cars and technology and other animals. Just, you know, basic things. Okay. And then after that, when, you know, she's like, okay, are you ready to go? Are you cool with this? Do you think you're ready to see the world? They'll go out and um, walk around Cave Street, I think. All right. So you're taking Hannibal around Cave Street. Are you sure you want to do Cave Street? I would ask. Or... What, like, so, what she wants to do is basically find out who's watching Cave Street. Like, she'll, I don't know, like, she has nowhere to start, right? So, where else could I go besides Cave Street? Well, I say you probably don't want to do Cave Street. Cave Street is a part of the town that's really not very pleasant. Okay. Um... I mean, if, it's just, if it's just you're going for a walk. Alright, well... There are places I have been around nearby, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is one of those places Club Sheer? Sheer is in this neighborhood, yes. All right, I would love, I would like to go visit Club Sheer for old time's sake. Okay. So, you go back to Club Sheer, and I believe, as I had said last time, that next month's theme would be Western. Yeah. Uh, the exterior is transformed a bit to look more like an old saloon. Uh, okay. You wait in line, you wait in line, you wait in line. Eventually you get in and you get to the front where you see Sheer Guy. But instead of the leather getup and the 80s hair, he's now got a giant hat, which is being held up by his two assistants, one of whom is dressed like a buffalo. Uh, the other one is dressed in a bonnet and a, a floral dress with a apron in front of her. And he's going to <clears throat> Hold on, let me get a drink, because this is a voice. Howdy, partners! Welcome to Sheer! This month's theme is Wild West. Oh, God. We are rough. We are rugged. We are on the frontier of something beautiful, and we want to go there with you, but once again, no touching. Please enjoy our Western-themed saloon. Okay, thank you. Oh, no, no, this will not work. This will not work. He gestured to handle. He is too big. I know. He pulls a remote out of his pocket, and the right wall of the saloon lifts up, and there is an outer dining area that's set up to look more like a campfire. I'm sorry, but he will have to enjoy the club from over here. It's a fire code violation. We need responsible business practices. Oh, okay. I think he'll be okay with that. Speaking of which, ID, please. Um... 
don't have one. Mm-hmm. So the buffalo walks up to you and stamps your hand. Thank, thank you. Can I still go in? Of course, but no drinking. Of course, yes. Um, actually, can I talk to you about something? I think you might know something about this that I want to know. Uh, sure. What can I help you? What can she help you with? He's, he's dancing, although the hand is kind of large and he doesn't really move too much with it, but... First of all, you're really pulling off the hat. It... Honestly, on anybody else, I would think it's too big, but it works. I like to think so. Second of all, do you know about the graffiti that's around town at all? It's a graffiti? Yeah. Uh, It is people spray painting on walls. I do not understand. But, But there's a particular symbol, like a couple runes. And they mean something. Do you know about the rune? He thinks for a moment. Ah, you want a ghost story. Come, come. Okay. Can we sit with the, at the campfire? That, that is where he is going. And they pull out, okay. they pull out non-pouchline uh, covered s'more fixings. I'm excited. So you want to hear of the man in the mirror? The man in the mirror? Like the song? (laughs) No, 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 no. Not the song. It is said there was a boy who lived in this town. And he looked himself in the mirror and he wanted to be someone else. Every day he would torture himself. I wish I were taller. I wish I was less hairy. I hate my eyes. They're so... Something like that. And what one... was his name? Michael Jackson. <laughs> You're not here. I don't know. Are you here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is Lazarus here? No, no. Lazarus is not there. <laughs> and one day, his eyes offended him so that he tore them out of his head, and he walked into the mirror shifted his face, but he was still haunted by these visions of himself. He could not escape them. And people could see him trapped in there. Oh, how they mocked him. Look how ugly he is. Look at how short he is. And he grabbed out of the mirror and he pulled them in with him. It is said that he still lives there today, waiting for people foolish enough to mock him, to mock his appearance, and he stalks uh, the cave street, taking people to be his slaves forever in the mirror with him. They ward him away with this symbol, but this symbol gives him power. The more people who write on it, the stronger he gets, the more souls he can take in with him. But everyone who writes the symbol is safe at the very least. It's a bit of a silly superstition, I know, but supposedly, it works. No one, no one who's ever uh, written the symbol has ever disappeared. Not in this town, anyway. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't expecting that. Um, have you written a symbol before? <laughs> no, it's a silly, silly story. Local cryptid, if you will. 
boy in the mirror. All right. Do you know anybody else who might know more about the boy in the mirror? It's, it's just a story, my child. This is, I don't know where it started. I know that if the boy was a dwarf, maybe ask one of them. Do you know any dwarves I can ask? There are a lot of dwarves in the city. Can you, do you know anyone that would be okay with me asking that? I don't want to offend anybody. I don't see how it would be offensive. Well, I mean, Sheer Three is a uh, is a dwarf that he points over to the the assistant dressed in a buffalo suit. Uh, you know, I must go. Darth Brooks is starting soon. Darth Brooks. Yes, yes, they are a Darth Brooks cover band uh, made up of refugees from the technocracy. <laughs> I actually kind of want to see this. Um, can I come with you? Oh wait, no. Talk to Sheer Three, but have fun for me. Yes, they'll start playing, and one of them has a mechanical voice. I got friends. Can I can I just take a picture on my phone and send it to the group? Sure. Be like, guys, Darth Darth Brooks is actually a pretty cool band. Um, I'm gonna talk to Sheer Three. I really expected you all to have come back to Sheer sooner. I had this plan for a while, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll I'll text. You know, just if you guys want to see some really weird stuff going on, come to Sheer. It's pretty okay. I uh, you get a text from Wallaby that says, on my way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll just talk to Sheer 3 and wait for Wallaby to come. Okay, so what do you, uh, you approach Sheer 3, who's is a, a small person in a, in a buffalo outfit. Uh, hi. First of all, is that your real name, Sheer 3? <laughs> what do you think? Honestly, I don't know. Listen, he's really into this club. It's kind of his thing. But he's a very strange person. I don't even know his real name. He just calls himself Sheer. I think it's a part of his charm. It works for him. Um, hi, nice to meet you. I'm s um, I was about to apologize to you for no reason. Um... Yeah, do, do you know anything else about the boy in the mirror? Oh, uh, her face looks a little grimacist. Uh, boy in the mirror. Yeah. No. Um, I wanna... Roll an insight? <laughs> yeah like that, please. Okay. That's an eight. No, I don't think you, uh, it doesn't appear that she, uh, she looks, seems to you that she's telling the truth. Okay, um, do, do, do. Can I use read emotions? 
you can. I believe you have that power. Yes. Uh, yes, I do. For you, uh -huh. smelling emotions, was it not? Yeah, I can smell. I can smell them, and I can also taste them. I would like to sniff her emotions, please. Um, she has to make a will save, and the DC is eight. Eighteen, you said. Yes, eighteen. Okay. Um, since the mention of uh, the boy in the mirror, uh, she is noticeably uh, nervous, more so than she was before you had mentioned that. Okay. Um. It's it's okay to if you don't want to talk about it. I'm I'm not. I don't want. I just want to know about it. I'm not gonna do anything bad with the information. I pr I promise you can trust me. Persuader. At 15. Okay. Uh, listen, I don't know anything about it. You want... I don't deal with magic outside of the sheer guy, and that's mostly just for decorating. It's, it's not my thing, but... I mean, talk to Abraham. Wait, you know Abraham? Everyone knows Abraham. Where is he? Where can I find him? I mean, this time of day, he's probably at home with his family, so I would not bother him now. Oh, when when can I see him? I mean, he, he owns a couple businesses across the way. He owns that deli by the school. He owns uh, uh, he owns the uh, the smelters. Okay, I. You know, I can eat. I'll check out the deli sometime. Um, when does the deli open? Uh, lunch, usually. Lunch, okay. And what time is it right now, Slot? Uh, it's about 9 o'clock at night. Alright, I will go there tomorrow. Um, thank you so much. So, the Wallaby's gonna show up and Wallaby's showing up now? What? Wait. Before we move on, I'm totally freaking out. I, as you were talking, oh, so the guy we met, he's Abraham, and that's why the runes are all over. He was with Wisp, and then he used his. He's watching everything, and he's everybody knows him, and he's what? Sorry, I'm freaking out. He's the guy. You were jumping to some conclusions. But he could be. He's Thor. And everybody I... knows him. Okay. And he owns but, a deli. But I believe the red wall he was coming to Sheer. Was anyone else coming to Sheer? Uh, Lazarus is asleep and maybe woke up to see the text, but is not excited to be in Sheer. I mean, obviously, not Mr. Really Lazarus is, seen. Mr. Nobody's currently uh, not here. So, but Wallaby, you show up. You're recognized by the bouncer immediately, who just waves you to the front. Thanks, Mike. You get right in. You get the same spiel uh, that Sheer gave uh, uh, Stampede on the way in. Uh, yeah, nice. Uh, like you get up. Very cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Please, you must try the whiskey. It's terrible. You, you go around advertising that your whiskey is bad? It's authentic. 
yeah, sure. The brandy is much better, more expensive. Oh, I'll go with the brandy. Out of taste. A tiny buffalo hands you a, a, a glass of brandy on a tray. Wallaby is going to take his brandy and look around for Stampede. Yeah, it's not hard to spot Stampede. She's the one with the mammoth. Hey, Stamps. Hannibal's oh, hey. as well. Hannibal will wave with his trunk. Um, hi. Wow. You look... Honestly, you look kind of natural with, you know, the, the drink in your hand. Uh, how's fame treating you? Oh, right. I'm supposed to be mad at you! Look, I... I mean... For what it's worth, I'm... I'm sorry, but... Sometimes you just gotta follow your dreams. I understand. I... yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry that I originally tried to wrestle you to the ground and knock you out the first time. It just probably made you want it more, right? Yeah, that's... that's exactly right. I tell you what, Stamps, uh, I'm thinking about dropping the prefix. See, now I'm not, I'm not a part of the Power Wallabies anymore. It may be just the Wallaby. Be more catchy, don't you think? Yeah, it it works, right? But are are they gonna have a problem with that, or? Ah, who cares what they think? Okay. Uh, yeah, good for you. It do, it does sound really good. Um. Yeah. Um. Oh right, I. Darth Darth Brooks is playing, and they're really good, and um. What was I gonna do? Okay, yeah, sorry. I, this place is really stimulating. Like, it's overwhelming, but you didn't notice this because you were surfing the crowd, but apparently, you know those runes we were messing around with in the library? Yeah. Turns out they're everywhere. Like, they're everywhere. They're on the streets and everything. The runes for Project Vision Self, and that means like somebody's watching this place, right? It's a bit weird. Yeah. Could it be uh, your mentor? I don't think so. I don't think he uses rune magic. It, but I came here just because honestly it looked like a lot of fun. But it turns out Sheer, and she points to Sheer, knew a lot about the runes, and apparently it's all based off of, like, a, a, like a rune about a boy in a mirror. Who, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, kind of like, uh, kind of like them Michael Jacksons. I thought the same thing, yeah! Um, anyways, we... The craziest part about it is that, like, I asked if anybody else knew any more, and people told me to look for Abraham. You know the guy that wrote, like, the runes in the journal? That Abraham. Stupid, uh, that's, uh, yeah. 
Uh, that's cool and all, but uh, I, I got something that I, I, I need to ask you about, uh, completely unrelated to what you're talking about. Uh, you, you're the smart one, right? You're, you're kind of smart. No, no, not at all. No, that's Lazarus. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I'll go talk to Lazarus then. What is it about before you go to Lazarus? I, I still want to know. Maybe I could... Well, um... The Vanguard guy, uh, Mr. Vanguard, he called me up and he asked me to uh, kind of be a spokesperson for this new law that they're passing. I don't know anything about it, and uh, I don't know. I, I got a weird feeling talking to him, like maybe I should figure out what this is before I just blindly throw my reputation behind it. Actually, Wallaby, that... That's probably the most sensible instinct I've ever seen you have. Yeah, well, it, it took me like six hours to come to this conclusion, so I have La Like, I think Lazarus would agree that, yeah, you should definitely look into it. Um, I'm, I'm sure Lazarus would be happy to help you find stuff and read things to you and then burn it afterwards. But, yeah, uh, go with your gut. Your gut's never wrong. Go with your gut. Okay. Uh, well, he's gonna go and probably call Lazarus. Hello. Actually, I'm pretty groggy for waking up, so. Uh, hello. Hey, uh, you got a house, right? A what? Like a like a place where you live. Got, I, I got a place. Alright, uh, I'm gonna come over to your place. Uh, where is it? Uh, is it the zoo? The zoo? Yeah. Really? Just, just buy a ticket and meet me at the, uh, at this, at the sloth. In my, okay. <laughs> at the sloth exhibit. Okay, I, I guess I'll do that. Oh. Ask Lazarus if he wants to get uh, lunch tomorrow. Also, do you want to get lunch tomorrow? Apparently, Abraham owns the deli. Uh, is 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 what they believe? God. I'm sorry, you cut out there. What you say? What day of the week is it? Oh, it's yeah. Wednesday, my dude. I, I'm, I'm afraid I can't. Uh, I got something to do tomorrow. Okay. Is that, is that Snipede over the phone? Uh, tell her hi on my behalf. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Snipede wants to know if you want to get lunch tomorrow. Uh, sure. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll... Uh, I'll see you in like 10 minutes. Yeah, just, yeah, I'll see you. Here, I guess. I guess I'll wait outside the sloth terrarium for him. Okay. Uh, Waldy, you're breaking into a zoo, I take it. Oh, I told him yeah. to buy a ticket. It's it's nine o'clock at night now. The zoo is closed. Oh yeah. Well, 
that's better. Nobody will see him go into the sloth terranium. Why would a human go into the sloth terranium? Oh, I retconned that I go along to because this sounds insane. Wallaby was probably like, I'm going to the zoo and yes. Stampede's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to insert myself, but this sounds fun. Wallaby like walks up to the main gate and he's like, he said to buy a ticket. Right, I, I guess we're breaking in. They list their hours of operation, and, and it says that they open at 10 in the morning and they close at 7 p.m. There's no windows in my cave complex. I don't know what day, <laughs> what time it is. I've also been asleep. Wallaby immediately sets about climbing the fence. Um, Stampede will whip out whatever cash she owes to pay for herself and Wallaby before she starts climbing. Okay, uh, you're both climbing the fence. Alright, roll me uh, No, actually, I'm just gonna jump over it. I, I, I was about to say, both of you have powers <laughs> that can very easily scale <laughs> But you're choosing to climb. A lot. Head empty. Okay, yeah, I will st just summon a flock of night pigeons or something <laughs> to lift me over. They're, they're just pigeons. They, pigeons are alive at night, too. <laughs> no, no, no. In the city, there's pigeons, and then those die when the sun goes down, and they become night pigeons. All of the pigeons are vampires. <laughs> okay, so... You break into a zoo after hours... I paid. I paid the amount for. Yes, but it? you're I... still breaking in. Well, student. I think it's a student. It doesn't usually say like teenager. It's a student. Would the two of you like to attempt stealth, or are you just walking about? Uh, Wallaby is walking around like he owns the place. Just follow behind. Uh, fame has gone to your head. It, it just immediately goes right to his head, yeah. Okay, well, you are very easily picked up by the cameras on the way to the sloth enclosure, and a golf cart pulls up behind you, and you see a flashlight blaring faces. Hey, you can't be here! We're closed! Uh, yeah. Uh, tell you what, um, how's it bad if I, uh, if I gave you five hundred dollars, would that cover the ticket price? We. I mean, uh, I don't know how okay. much tickets cost, but five hundred dollars should be plenty, right? I, I need to escort you out, or I'm going to have to call the police. Wait, 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 wait! I, I, I show um, the guy, the giant woolly mammoth. Uh, we're we're here because we found this guy in my bag. We are not animal control. This is a zoo. He's very, he's very, very mellow. He, he's not out of control whatsoever. That's why I didn't want to bring him to animal control. Okay, how, how much do you make? Uh, how, how much am I going to have to pay you before we're in acceptable bribe territory? Name a number and then roll persuade. <laughs> I can't believe okay. it. I, I give him the 
the help? Can we do a teamwork on that? Yes. Both roll, Lyra roll persuade, please. And then we'll see how big of a bonus he gets. Is it plus presence? Presence, and if you have persuasion, plus that as well. Okay. I got a 13. That's not great. And I, I offered him uh, a full $1,500. Okay. Whoa. I got a 16. Just flat. Okay. I'm going to say, because of the team check and because of the size of the bribe, you do actually manage to convince this guy Fifteen minutes. You're still here. I'm calling the cops. Go take a coffee break. Fine. Don't touch any of the animals. Leave the attitude on that guy. It's like he doesn't even know who I am. You were. You had a normal amount of fame yesterday. Let's, let's just go find Lazarus. Yeah. So where did you uh, get yeah. all this money? Oh, uh, Mr. Van Gogh gave it to me. All right, it's for that thing, right? The, the bill. Yeah, he gave me uh, thousands of dollars, and he said it was just for this week. So, uh, yeah. Can I just confirm for a moment? It's Wallaby who thinks his name is Mr. Vanguard, right? It's not James. Yes. Okay. All right, go ahead. Stampede right. has no idea what who he, who he's talking about. She thinks it's Paradigm, maybe, but I'm, or whoever the big boss is. She thinks it's just like a a business person. Yeah. Well, Wallaby will continue to the sloth enclosure and look for. It. An entrance to a secret lab. Oh, I'm waiting outside for you guys. Oh, okay. I'm just chilling with my friends, uh, Julie and Janet. Are there <laughs> other two sloths that live here? I'm just chatting them up. Wait, does does this have to do with your like your special ability and being attractive? Yeah, because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> And you can talk to them, and they can talk to you, right? Uh, we just, you know, you know, get each other, you know? I want to say they're all over me, and I'm just there chilling. Yeah, you know, it's cool. Stampede can, like, understand everything, and she's just cringing at all, like, the the flirty lines going back and forth between Janet and Julia at last. And she... Okay, well, uh, we you don't get do it. It's sloth culture. We might gross. need to um, be a bit quick because that guy said we had five minutes. So, Lazarus, um, I need to ask you to research something for me. Uh, oh, it, I don't know exactly what it's called, but uh, Mr. Vanguard said that it was the 
Militarization Act, something like that. Like Mr. Vanguard? Yeah, and he wants me to be a spokesperson for this. I don't know what it is, don't know how to research it. So I was wondering if you could find out what it's about and maybe get back to me. Oh, sure. Uh, oh, uh, how rude of me. Uh, do you guys want to come inside? Yeah, but uh, again, only five minutes. Sure, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna invite them inside the cave. And what, the secret laboratory part, or just the enclosure? No, no, inside the enclosure, there's the entrance to the lab thing. That's where I meant to invite you guys in. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, actually finding, uh, legislation that's about to pass is pretty easy. There's a government website where you can just look things up. I tried uh, putting it into uh, you know, this website. It's called uh, Goop. Didn't get anything. Uh, then I just kind of gave up. Okay. Uh, I guess I can try my own research on that. Uh, I, I have a computer in my lab, like, can I just start looking what I can find about this? Yes, roll technology. I'm really good at this, if I remember correctly. That's why you gotta find the smart person. Ooh, that's, I think, good. That's a 27. Okay, well, first off, you deduce that... Uh, Mr. Vanguard is actually Paradigm. Uh, and while there is no specific piece of legislation, you do find him, he has recently given several speeches, he keeps repeating a couple phrases over and over again, that Vanguard's hands need to be untied, we need to be able to respond without waiting for government approval. And he... You get the impression he's sort of hinting at that he wants to expand uh, what the size and scope of the military, uh, paramilitary aspect of Vanguard organization. Uh, is he offering any checks and balances to this military, there, like, parahuman thing? What Paramilitary. What you know is there are already checks and balances in place. He's basically asking that they be removed. Uh, okay. Do I know how big the paramilitary is, or what it is? As it currently sits, it's just the the, the hero members of Vanguard uh, that live in Major City, officially. Uh, they're not allowed to operate outside of the city at the moment, and they're not allowed to operate outside of the country. They're not allowed to build uh, any military equipment or using military equipment outside of the city and there's also sort of a um, you know that he has a lot of patents on nanotechnology and uh, they're specifically for its use of destructive means and that he is very limited on what he's legally allowed to do especially within the city and the populace within the populace so what what I gather is he wants to get rid of all these restrictions. As many of them as possible, yeah. 
Okay. And he's sort of using the, you know, what if we get invaded tomorrow? What if aliens attack? Uh, yeah, sort of. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, Red Wallaby, what I gather so far is that he's Mr. Paradigm's using fear tactics to kind of push the agenda of a deregulation of the paramilitary. Okay, it's, I, I, I get, uh, what, what? What part do you not get? So he, she, well, Lazarus is saying that the big man in charge wants Vanguard to be bigger and with less oversight. Like, nobody in control as much as it is now. Yeah, I would only correct you in the way that he's not really going for less oversight. He's going for no oversight. Oh, okay, he wants yeah. to get rid of checks and balances completely. It's a bit fucked up in it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. No, it, <laughs> uh, it's pretty freaked up. It, it it could lead to some serious problems. Uh, basically, it's like um, I don't know. It's great. It's like basically creating a second mil militia in the country that can do anything it wants and create its its own regime and there's and basically it's uh people running it have superpowers so yeah that i mean um like i feel like if something like that would have happened like you got invaded by aliens or something like that uh you know heaven forbid maybe they would just let us do it and do whatever we want during that time. I don't know yes. why we need the, all this stuff to be gone. Just, like, poof. Uh, yes, but uh, I would argue, Mr. Red Wallaby, that uh, it's a slippery slope. Because you can say that instead of emergencies, they can do whatever they want. But then what would you constitute as a state of emergency and also as history has proven once a state of emergency happens uh, it can continue they can justify to continue uh, running the system that way for well indefinitely so it's the hard part is stopping it once it has begun i hope hopefully this act does not go through it would be very dangerous well you did find in your search that mayor skittles strongly opposes it <gasps> yes hell yeah wait the dog yes yes <laughs> i spend half an hour just looking at pictures of mayor skittles um, well thanks lasers i think it's been about uh, five minutes if you find anything else uh definitely let me know yeah, uh, if you're registered voters, I, I don't know if you're a registered voter because, you know, you're Aussie and everything, but I would definitely vote against this in the upcoming elections. So, yeah, I'm a registered voter. Oh, yeah. This actually brings up a point. Like, of the, of the couple of people here who were not born in the United States, did you go through the trouble of actually attaining legal citizenship or right to work here? 
Are you asking me a Shira or Lazarus? No, I'm asking the characters. I leave oh, sorry. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, I think we, in the first episode, we stated that uh, Red Wallaby was here illegally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at this point, I'm too famous to get deported. Uh, Lazarus was born in Costa Rica, so he's technically American, but he is a sloth. So, doesn't matter. Yeah, well, how do laws work for for non-human beings? Like, I, are you a person under a little law? I don't know. I've never really asked. I just, I don't have a birth certificate, so everything else is kind of out of the question. Okay. Um, Wallaby, did you agree to to be the spokesperson for this bill yet, or was that just a, a proposition? Wait, well, you did what? I mean, I didn't sign anything. Okay, good. Um, You're being a spokesperson for this act? Uh, tentatively, yeah. I would... I would... I would, oh my, no, I would urge you not to do this, Wallaby, with, with your persuasion right now because of your wish, this could be really bad. Uh, something tells me that Vanguard wouldn't be too happy about it if I reneged, but, you know, I'm considering, I don't like the sound of it either. Just, I don't know, be careful, uh, maybe have Lazarus around to read the fine print for you. Um, yeah, being famous is one thing, but don't be famous for something bad. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Like By if the way, you... um, Lazarus, um, you don't have to call me Red Wallaby every time. If you want, you can just call me Wally. That's my name. Oh, Wally. Did you hear that stamp? I can call him Wally. Oh, hey, you two stamps. Thanks. Um, I'm actually not stamps, but you can continue calling me stamps. Is Does this mean, like, we're getting... Are, are you okay with, like, knowing my actual identity? Is this what this means? Um, I mean... My identity's out there. I don't really care. Oh. Oh, if you could kind of keep mine on the download, I'd appreciate it. But I trust you both. I'm I'm Ginny. It's nice to meet you. Ginny. That's a very pretty name. I'm Lazarus. Hi, Lazarus. You don't have, like, a another name that's just your name? I'm a sloth. Do you think I have two names? I guess that's fair. Do you think I have a secret identity? It's kind of hard to do that when you're a sloth. It's kind of hard to have any identity at all when you're a sloth. Again, yeah. um, I'm going to head out. Uh, thanks for this. Yeah, if you need any more, if you do want me to be the fine print or if you need more help with this, do, yeah, do call me. I, I'll do what I can. Okay, so 
Well, we're going to cut to the next day, and we're going to begin wrapping up a bit. So, Mr. Nobody and Red Wallaby, it's your call day for the music video. At Pandaland, Stampede, you were headed towards uh, the deli at lunch. Lazarus, you also get a note from... Uh, from Russ? From Russ. Uh, come over any time later today. Okay. I'm also joining uh, Stampede for lunch. Okay. And while the, the finally getting through, Sarah Price calls your phone. And uh, are you gonna pick it up? <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll we'll start with that. It says, Wallaby, great news! I did it. You're famous. Yeah. Great job. You're like the best publicist ever. Ah, ain't it the truth? So, uh, come, uh, I know you got your thing today. Tomorrow, come in for a meeting. I've got a lot of big plans for okay. you coming up. Okay. Um, well, yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Classic Wally. All right, bye. So, Mr. Nobody in the Red Wallaby. Oh, did we lose Kirby? No, I'm here. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Nobody, you were showing up as your normal persona? Yes, I'll be showing up as J.M. Reyes. J.M. Reyes. Okay. So, Panda Land, it's an amusement park. Lots of rides, most roller coasters. Geared a bit towards more kids, there's a bunch of panda mascots walking around, although there aren't many uh, people actually riding the rides today because they've closed, they've closed off the park. That you show up and the Red Wallaby is given a, a nice trailer and uh, the uh, your agent, I'm not sure if I named him, but let me check. And this is Mr. Nobody's agent. Already Brown, I did name him. Great news. Uh, I, I got a starring role in a feature, full-length feature film? No, but the guy who's going to be beating you up in this video, he is the Red Wolfie. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I think you mentioned that. So, but, like, but, literally the Red Wallaby or someone playing as the Red Wallaby? No, it's the guy. It's the guy from, from the YouTube. Yeah, the, the YouTube. Okay. Have you seen this video? I'm going to show one of uh, Red Wallaby. He's got a pause on this. Is show one of Red Wallaby's many barbecue videos. <laughs> no, it's not. He's huge. If you can become friends with him, he'll skyrocket your career. Go lots of places. Lots of places. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling that he'll sooner forget my name than 
take me places, but sure, I, I guess I can try. Anyways, what I need from you is give him my card. Doesn't he already have? All right, yeah, sure. I'll I'll give him your card. Thank you. You're beautiful. And if he calls me back, I'll work for you half price for the rest of the year. Oh, well, then I will definitely give him your card. Yeah, kick ass today, buddy. You got this. Thanks, Hardy. So, Waldy, now that you're here, what would you like to do? <laughs> do you put on makeup for the show? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll basically just do whatever they tell me to do. Okay, so they take you in the trailer. Uh, they have you trying a couple outfits. This is, so, uh, are you, uh, are you a fan of Limelight? Do you know the type of music he does? Do you know, you've done a music video before? Uh, no. I don't really listen to much music. Okay, so, basically, here's the scene the director has planned. Uh, he is going to be playing in front of the, uh, the railgun ride. Then all the power is going to go out, and it's revealed that evil gangsters have taken over the park. And then you come in, and you're going to fight them off while fireworks go off, and the display goes off in the background, and the power of the, and then, you know, power of the music is going to give you strength to save the park, all that good stuff. And, you know, really, the plots of music videos never make sense, okay? Don't worry about that. This is just, just look cool. It's really all you have to do. Okay. That's, like, the one thing I'm good at. We've got the best in the business uh, of stuntmen working with you. Uh, uh, you know, work together before the show starts, get some choreography uh, ready. Uh, we're going to do a couple runs without the fireworks, just to make sure you've got it down. And then we're going to do the final shot with the fireworks. Don't screw it up. Very expensive. Okay. Makeup done, we'll introduce you to the stunt team, uh, and here's your review. And they're gonna hand you 200 bucks. Thanks. It's better than nothing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's it's hard because I just got ten thousand dollars. Well, I guess I'll yesterday. take it back. <laughs> <laughs> be a Michael Jackson video. Music video. Yeah, you know, I, I, be the music video for Man in the Mirror. I did not remember the name of that. I did not remember that song. And I did not draw it <laughs> at all. Which is why I changed it to Boy in the Mirror. It's Boy in the Mirror now. Alright, so we'll leave that on a cliffhanger. We're also... cool uh, note to end it off on would be Wallaby going up to meet the stuntman and looking at Mr. Nobody and just being like Hi. Hey, uh, sure. nice, to, nice to meet you for the first time. 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's good to meet you. Hey, uh, I was told to give you this card, and I think you should consider it. It's from my agent, Artie. And totally good to meet you, absolutely, for the first time and only time. Never met before. You've never seen me. Yeah, uh, thanks. I think Mr. Nobody kind of squints at Red Wallaby because Mr. Nobody only wears a domino mask on top of whatever uniform <laughs> Vanguard gave him. So it was literally just the eyes. Either, right? No, it, it does not. And still same hairstyle. Well, it's probably a little different now with the makeup uh, makeover, but yeah, like literally just his eyes gets covered. Uh, but so he, he's really trying really hard to see if you're just messing with them or not. No, there's there's nothing going on in his. I mean, you can roll inside if you want. No, I think uh, JM is just going to walk away from this muttering himself to himself. Damn, he's good. <laughs> This this episode should be called How Much Fame Can Go Up a uh, Wallaby's Head. Mm, need punch it up a bit. <laughs> that was such judgy. I'm just saying, like, all of our episodes have pun names for the most part. Okay, I'll think of something punny. All right, well... We'll end it there. That ends the V-Zero arc, and now we're entering into a new era of the show. Oh, shit. I know. Where we all know our mentors. You all know your mentors, and now we're going to work towards actually getting the promotion to the next level. One of you has already attained it. Mr. Red Wallaby. Or just Wallaby now. Thank you all for showing up. Thanks for running. Thanks for running.